everybody. This is your Team Vineyard podcast. Uh, The hope is to help you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. It's Pastor Mark with you today. And uh, in this episode, we're going to talk to actually a couple of friends of mine who are in a seat. Can I say that? Are you guys my friends? Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. Of course. Most of the time. (laughs) We're friendly. Friendly. Yes. We are... Uh, talking to Pastor Kevin Clark and his wife, Robin, and uh, our topic today, although I think it'll be applicable to everyone, we're specific, specifically going to dive into how do you navigate life well when you're kind of post-children, uh, um, I guess you could call it midlife. Um, and that season of life where there really can tend to be a shift. You're not as responsible for your kids. That kind of season of life, which is a super important, I think, opportunity for us as Christians. And so, uh, like I said, guests are Kevin and Robin Clark. You may recognize the Clark name because a lot of you will know Cameron Clark, who is on staff, and Elena Clark, who is on staff the church anyway to put that together this is this is cameron's mom and dad yes and uh, they've been serving a church in lexington kentucky for quite some time and uh i'll just let them introduce themselves hey you guys how's it going today it is going great (laughs) couldn't be better we got out of the car a few minutes ago it was a bit colder wind was blowing but we brought coats He said, yeah, a cold front just went through. Yeah, we felt it. Yeah. That's nice. (laughs) It woke me up. I was sleeping. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And it woke me up. Robin, how are you today? I'm doing well. And speaking of the weather, I had to check with Elena before I got up here and said, hey, what is the weather like? But I think it even shocked me getting out. So, but we're doing well. Yeah. Kentucky's a little warmer typically than here. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Not much difference, but there is a little bit. A little bit. I don't think we have as much wind. You guys oh, get some wind. It's windy. Yeah, it's here. windy here. Yeah. <laughs> there's no wind in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, there's the Holy Spirit wind. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. Yes. Well, a quick question. How long have you guys been serving at the Lexington Vineyard? Uh, we planted the vineyard in uh, January of 2002, so be 19 years in January. Okay, January. 19 years. And just between the two of you, can you tell us a little bit about this season of life you're in? Are you? I, I'm, I don't know, Kevin, you're in your 50s. Of course, Robin, you look well under 50. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That was the great <laughs> and correct answer. Thank you. We're still friends now. Yes. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so in this, can you give us a little glimpse into this season? Season of your life, what's your life looking like now regarding kids, family, stuff? It's great. It is. We've we've got three kids um, who are all out of the house, two of which live out of state, uh, and then one lives about 15 minutes from us. Thankfully, that's the one with the grandkids. Oh, so, how yeah. many grandkids? Two. Two grandkids. How old are they, honey? Uh, Camden is four and Caroline is two. Shout out. 
<laughs> I remember when that was just starting to happen. I think I remember when you were like, oh, we're going to be grandparents. Well, that's a new. Well, if I knew they were this awesome, I would have had them first. <laughs> They're pretty awesome. So what does that look like? Okay, kids are all out of the house. Yes. Have you noticed like a shift in season over the last few years? What is it? What's your life looking like? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Robin just retired uh, this last year. Well, this was her first year. She's 27 years as a kindergarten teacher, public school. Um, but uh, so this was her first year retired and she's grateful for that because of the whole COVID thing. And what would that look like? You know? Yeah, that would have been a big challenge. I'm sure Jesus knew that. So he, he told me retire early. So <laughs> I did. But yeah, I think, I think for us, I think, you know, the kids are out of the house and have been out of the house for quite some time. And so I think we find ourselves um, a little more time on our hands, mm-hmm. you know, which is good, but it's bittersweet for us. You know, I mean, we know that like, like Cameron's here serving, Elaine is here serving, but there's that, you know, that that we're proud of them for what how God's using them, but there's also that hey, they may never came they he may never come home you know right and so uh, so it's it's bittersweet you know but we're very proud of them same with our our youngest which is our son and and uh, one of our sons and uh, he's an assistant pro at a golf course in North Carolina that's his thing that's his bag you know he loves golf and so he he probably won't ever come home <laughs> right. And and then our daughter, you know, she's a neonatal nurse. And so, um, and then her husband's in ministry too. We're really proud of them. And she's our oldest and they're, I don't think they're going anywhere, but I, I do think that we find, you know, our lives with her being retired and, you know, me uh, still being in ministry, you know, full time. And uh, we find ourselves uh, actually a little more free to do some things. Yeah, I like to think of the word flexible. I think we're a little more flexible right now. Um, I know when I taught school, it was very challenging. And when the kids were home, it was very challenging to do a lot of the things, especially in ministry, too, that, you know, I may have wanted to do. Um, but now it's provided more of an opportunity. Um, again, kids are out and um, I'm retired. Um, I'm now leading our uh, kids ministry. So um, it has really provided an opportunity for that to happen. Yeah, that's really cool to see because, you know, she was so busy as a teacher. If you're a teacher out there or retired, you know what it's like. I mean, she was, you know, 60 plus hours a week. You know, weekends were after church basically working until we go to bed, you know, grading papers. And if it was report card season, I mean, just write it off. I mean, so, you know, and, you know, and she can speak into this, but there was a season uh, many years where she struggled, like, what's my purpose? You know, I love teaching and I know I'm making a difference in kids' lives when it comes to education, but like spiritually, where do I fit? I'm volunteering at the church. I'm, I serve on a team, but there's just something more. Mm-hmm. And and now for her serving in kids ministry uh, in this role, it's 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 awesome to see her come alive. Because we honestly felt like, to be honest, and this could be another question down the that we could talk deeper into in a moment, but. You know, we honestly felt like it wasn't like 27 years. That's what we always planned. And she'll retire. It was like God spoke to us and said, so why are you still teaching? 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, like, why are you still teaching? God interrupted your life in a fresh way to kind of... Well, God bless you guys for being open to those kinds of moments in life where God has invited you to a new... Right? That was That's a new thought, new shift. Um, that's a... That's worth noting. Yeah, because, I mean, we were, you know, we were. she was going to take a, a massive cut in pay. Um, but honestly, the only reason, there were two reasons why we answered that question back to God. Now, why, why are you still teaching? It was because I've always taught, mm-hmm. number one. And two, the money's, it's not great, but it's money, you know? Yeah. And if we retire, it's going to be cut... You know, where she's basically going to get a third okay. of what she made. Uh, and while we're grateful for that, it's, it, you know, it's a hit. But we trusted God. And, and, and I would take the fulfillment that I see in her heart over that, over that money. But it's interesting, too, that through that obedience and the time being retired, things have happened or occurred in our life. And I go, wow, God knew I needed to be retired to handle this or to do this or to be a part of this. And so um, I think that's one of the big things for, for us as well is just knowing how God orchestrated it all um, so that these other things could be um, handled or um, we could be a part of it. Yeah, so can I bring an application if, if I hear you right? So you earlier talked about the flexibility that you're having in this season and God really took, advan- took advantage of the fact you were seeing some flexibility and he saw some things ahead of time made you flexible so that you could serve help and have an impact that's great i, I want to ask this question so you've i know you guys have both been uh serving the lord kevin you've been in full-time ministry for ever yeah with forever. with jesus and then mm-hmm. right after the cross then you started no i started at the mount of transfiguration <laughs> where it began the bright light that was yes can, can you talk a little bit about how you knew it was Moses <laughs> no so you've been serving how long have you been in full time ministry ish uh, 33, 33 34 something like that years yeah mm-hmm. and how long have you guys been married 31 31 I know uh, Robin you've been heavily involved in that here's the question would you share one key to keeping your service to God vibrant for 30 years what's how do you keep that going for 30 years because that's quite a trek is there a secret or something that you think helps you I think I think for me it's I think it's really important to solidify your call you know Paul said uh, this is King James version whoa yeah going way back but uh, he said, I'm trying to apprehend that for which Christ has apprehended me. And of course, he was apprehended. We know he was knocked off the horse and just unbelievable experience with Jesus, you know. And, uh, and I had a very similar experience. I grew up in a pastor's home, but uh, I was a wild child, wayward kid. And it took a radical conversion to Christ. 
uh, to really kind of get my attention. And it wasn't long after that when I came to Christ that I was called. I, I really sensed a call into ministry, and I, I think, I think knowing that call has kept me focused all these years. Even when I, you know, I wanted to quit, wanted to chuck in the towel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just knew that there was nothing else I could do. And please, there's a whole lot of things I could do. But yeah. I know if I walked away, you know, from the service of God, that I, that just not what he called me to do. This is what he called me to do. Yeah. I always come running back to that, you know. So That's great. Robin, you've been engaged. I almost said the word enduring. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ministry life right. for these years. What's a thing that's helped you? Um, I, I just believe that relationship with God, keeping that on track as best you can, you know, that's probably for anyone. Um, but making that time for him um, to have your personal prayer life. Um, I know when I was teaching, I purposely would get up about 30 minutes to an hour earlier just to make sure I had that time with him. I still make sure I have that time. Thankfully, I can sleep in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's part of that whole, you know, you need to retire thing. But um, no, I think it's really important to make sure that you're reading, um, praying, and keeping uh, Christ at the center of it all. (laughs) That's good. And I think we've also, we've, we've always pushed each other you know, to to go serve God, put him first in your life. That's always been something that like for both of us, we've always said, hey, the best thing you can provide for this relationship that we have is by putting Jesus first. So go, go put him first because this won't work if he's not first. Yeah. We're second, mm-hmm. you know, so. So that... Um makes me think of a, a question I was going to ask a little bit later, but this this idea of keeping God first, I know that that's been a key to your marriage. You guys have been married these 30 years plus. And so this is kind of a specific question. So you guys, and at least every time when I see you guys, you still act like you like each other. And I think, and uh, Robin, you may not know this, but when I talk to Kevin and you're not around, he actually says to me, he likes you. There seems to be this, <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, this, this relationship that works. And so I thought I would ask it this way. So Kevin, no, let's go to Robin. Robin, what is one of the best things Kevin has done over these years that makes it a joy to stay married? Well, first of all, we say that we are best friends. And so that just kind of goes true for both of us, I think. And we laugh a lot. So um, laughter is truly a good medicine. Um, But I think, too, and I know this kind of leads back to what we've already mentioned, but for me, knowing that... Um, Kevin is centered and grounded in Christ and is for me total security. Um, it, It makes him such a leader and a leader of 
us as a couple and leader of our home that, you know, any fears that I may have or any concerns, it, it, it helps alleviate all of that because I trust. Um, and so that, that in particular just, um, I think provides such a solid foundation for our relationship. And I just appreciate and value that so much in him. Again, not, not, we're not always perfect. He's not always perfect in, in what most he does, but most of the time. Wait, right? hold on, rewind. <laughs> Wait, did I say that? that? Kevin would like <laughs> me to say that more clearly. <laughs> but I, I can trust his heart and I can trust him because he, his foundation is solely on Christ and putting him first. That's good. That's good. Kevin, what's one thing that Robin does or something about who she is that has made it a, a joy to stay married? Other than the fact that she's absolutely gorgeous <laughs> and that she's sweeter than apple pie. Um, I think I think for me, yeah, it's her relationship too with God. She's she's a person of joy, you know. She's just um, she's just simply elegant. She's a simple but yet elegant woman, and uh, and and there's a she's got an old school. We have an old school relationship in our current 21st century that we're living in. I so mean, what's that? Um, you know, we we believe that while no one's better than. The other, we do believe that we each have a role to play in our relationship, a biblical role. And uh, there's love and respect. She respects me as a leader of our house. And, and, and as a result, I love her back. Yeah. And because I love her back, she keeps throwing respect toward me. And, and, then you... and food. Oh, and food. <laughs> and food. I and can't wait. No, she throws it at me. Yes. <laughs> that was the context there. So yeah. if you didn't catch that team vineyard, if you somehow mix in love and respect and food and food, then you have a, a pretty good pretty good ingredients. Did you catch that? Ingredients for a long-term covenant relationship. It's just not difficult for us. And, and plus our, our love language, we both have the same number one love language, oh. which is quality time. Oh. So we try to take advantage of that as so much as possible. So we're just constantly together and just like we follow each other around like a little puppy. We do. You know? It's kind of. I'll, I'll say, honey, are you following me? Yeah. What are you doing in here? You know? <laughs> That's cool. So it is. It's good. We love it. Um, Shifting gears again, as you look at this season of life, you know, kids are now gone, perhaps the grandkids, all that. Is there uh, a difficult part that you either foresee or have experienced in the midst of this season? What's been hard? Well, there's the grieving of, you know, of having our kids move out. And not just move out, but move away. You know, there is a grieving process to that. Um, but again, you know, our, our our center line is what's God's call in your life, because I'm always going to support that. That's much greater than what I want. So if God's calling you to Mishawaka, you better go, because it's going to be miserable if you stay here. You know, but there's that bittersweet, you know, to it all. And... Um, 
you know, so I, I think that that part could be difficult. What about you, babe? Uh, one thing I have found um, that's a little challenging for me is I know that when I had my teaching career, it, my life was sort of planned and timed and scheduled. And um, so it had a basic rhythm to it. And I know now that I'm retired, the kids are out. Even though I'm extremely busy and it's flexible, flexible can, is a great thing, but sometimes flexibility can cause things to seem a little like out of rhythm or, you know, trying to get things a little more scheduled and routine. And uh, that can be a little bit of a challenge um, and a difficulty. That makes sense. Yes. I mean, to me, we're in the similar seasons. And so finding, have you found any secrets to, are you getting any answers to how do you have a rhythm even in the midst of the flexibility thing? I think it's coming, for me, it's coming slowly. Um, but I think as certain things arise, whether it's watching the grandkids or um, serving at church, getting things prepared for kids ministry, that type of thing. If I, if I plan it, in more of a, you know, which days I go, which days I'm going to do it. That helps a little bit. It helps give me some rhythm and and some sort of uh, regular um, planning time and scheduling. But um, I don't have the secret down yet, but I'm continuing to work on that. That's helpful. I think it's also difficult, too, at at our age to... um, and there's two sides to this coin, and, and I'll hit it really quick, but, you know, at, at our age, you, you start looking back and having mm-hmm. some regrets. Mm-hmm. Like, what if? What if I would have done this? What if we did, you know, could we have done better, you know? And one of my greatest concerns is that I get to the end of this and I have regrets. I truly want to get to the end of it and say, I fought the good fight. You know, I kept the faith. I finished the race. I did what God called me to do. And that doesn't mean you're you're not going to make mistakes. But I don't want to have regrets. But you know, at our age, you start pondering because you got more behind you than we got left in front of us. Yes. You know, and that's that's kind of sobering at times. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to process through at times. Uh, an observation that I've made about you guys: you guys have a you guys have a it would appear a close family, you guys and your children, even though two of them have moved into other states. And I've been blessed by my uh, friendship with uh, Cameron here at the church, but he will often reference, yeah, I was talking to dad this morning, and this is my perception. You guys talk regularly, you know, sometimes days in a row, every other day, but multiple times a week. Uh, do you have um, an, an idea of what you've done over the years to create that kind of now, I assume, friendship with your children? I'm going to give Robin props for this. You know, she always said things like, don't let's never say let's never make a promise to our kids that we're not going to keep. 
You know, let's let's just be careful. Let's not say, oh, tonight we're going to go here and then we don't go there. It's almost like she really created a culture in our home where she really, we valued our kids as like adults, you know, Um, and we listened to them. Their voice mattered. Their opinion mattered. What they were going through mattered. Their emotions mattered. We tried to be careful of, you know, oh, man, you're just a kid. Why don't you just shut up? That's stupid. You're going to get over that. No. Oh, man, I hate that you're going through that. So I think there was a value placed on them. You know, we value your voice. It really matters. And I think also there's an affinity with our family. You know, there's a lot of things that we share sports, you know, you know, Cameron will call me and Mm -hmm. say, dad, you know, we got two new recruits and, you know, I'm like, what? That's crazy. Or I'm, I'm trying to figure something out. And I call either him or Chappie. And did you hear about this recruit we got? Yeah, man, we've been following this guy. He's amazing. What college do you guys (laughs) It's, it's an Obscure, obscure college. You, you, it's at the University of Kentucky. University. Do not do talk spell to that? Clarks about the University of Kentucky. It's a it's a cult, you guys. It, it is. They, it really Jesus is. first, and then the University of Kentucky. So there's affinity. You know, there's affinity. We like to eat together and talk about food and talk about sports. And, you know, and then Cameron and I, there's an affinity there because of ministry, you know. And uh, he, when he's learning something, when he learns something from here, you know, he likes to share, Dad, man, this is awesome. We're doing this. What do you think about that? Oh, dude, that's crazy. That's awesome. And you, this may or may not be right. You guys found connecting points with your kids. So I know you're son that's in the Carolinas, right? You've what you, you've got connecting points with him. I remember Kevin, you telling stories about golfing oh, yeah. with him because that's what he did, mm-hmm. uh, and mostly that's so that's what you did. Yeah, when he was in high school, he was on the golf team, and uh, we moved some money around so that we could join a lunch. I know this sounds crazy, but it was a local little country club. It's not. It's not all that. Oh, it's you huge, know, it's, right? <laughs> yeah. Where the but for us, it was still a big deal. But but I did that. And I, and I told him recently when we were moving him to North Carolina, I said, you know, the only reason I did that was so that I could talk with you, so I could spend time with you. So, you know, um, we could hang out on the golf course and talk and I could tell you about Jesus and help you with your life and all that kind of stuff. So I remember we, that season. We yeah. were friends then and you'd talk about golfing with, what do you call that boy? Chappie. Chappie. <laughs> What a great name. Somebody, some some of you listening, if you have more children, you should call one of them Chappy. Spell it with an I. C-H-A-P-I. Chappy. Uh, Chapman. Yeah. Chapman. Okay. He loves his name too. Yeah. Robin, anything you want to add to that? Like, because you guys have this family thing down that it, it goes well. Do you have anything that you think has been a secret there? or? No, but I will. I mean, what he said, I just wanted to add a little bit. You know, again, when our kids were growing up, um, we listened to them. And one of the things, too, is if they told us anything outrageous, like anything, it, I said we are not to overreact. You just very calmly say, oh, yeah, is that right? Is that what you think? Okay. And I think that continues into the adult years, you know, in their marriages or whatever's going on uh, in single life. If they bring us something, no matter how big or how small um, we may think it is, we choose to react very, okay, 
because we want them and we always wanted them to feel like they could tell us anything. That's good. And, and we're not going to explode. And we're not going to. Yeah. Because other otherwise they shut down. So we always want to make them feel like they can come to us with anything, That's good. no matter what. And we'll listen and we will help them good the best we can. communication is a powerful, powerful, powerful. Thing. So even if you're startled on the inside, you don't let that show we don't let them see us sweat and as, we didn't coddle them if they did something wrong right it's just we didn't come over the top and like tackle them you know yeah. verbally right we, we were like it, okay all right let's process through this right we made it possible to have the conversation that's really to good. help us through yeah. it so. so you made it possible to have the conversation because if you don't make it possible then yeah communication so, ceases right so you robbed a bank okay Where's the money? <laughs> no, Let's kidding. start there first. Right. Just Let's start here. <laughs> Is anyone following you? Okay. Is anyone following you? Is there a blue you light? Say that with okay. Calmness and yes. the Lord. Exactly. Yes. Did you shoot anyone? <laughs> it matters. <laughs> okay, we're okay. We're going to wrap this up. Final word. Is there a final word of encouragement to our team vineyard folks regarding this season of life, or anything you'd just like to say to them? Yeah, I think especially anybody in in our age bracket, um, I get it. You know, there, there's more time behind you than you have left in front of you. But, you know, the sheer amount of time that we've been on this planet gives us the advantage of wisdom and experience, life experience. And right now we're like, even though we've got more time behind us than we have left in front of us, we're in our prime. Right. Like we can truly like make a difference. We've learned so much. We have so much wisdom. And let's make sure that we use all of that wisdom and all that knowledge to truly pass that on. Let's don't get our, our deathbed and truly regret the fact that we didn't pass on the good stuff to somebody else. That's great. Let's make a difference. That's great. Robin? Yeah, look for opportunities to truly enjoy this time that you have. And I alluded to this a little earlier, but I know that, again, we go through seasons in our life. And and for a lot of years, we have young children or even older children that consume a lot of our time. And I remember thinking, well, you know, I can't be involved in this. I can't be involved in that. But, you know, like Kevin said, this is a time now where your children are grown, they're out, and take advantage of finding that place in ministry and in the church where you you are fulfilled and you can serve wholeheartedly and then just dive in. Excellent. Excellent. Well, there you go, Team Vineyard. I want to thank Kevin and Robin for being here. Uh, and uh, we hope that this info slash conversation is helpful to you guys out there. Team Vineyard, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks. Thanks.